0: All righty. To celebrate the launch of this podcast, we're running an iTunes and Stitcher contest leading up to the first 10 episodes of our show. One lucky winner is going to get an invite to become a founding member of our Founders Connect Inner Circle Mastermind group, which is normally worth 840 USD per year to join. We're also going to give one lucky winner a 30-minute marketing blast-off consulting call with myself or a 30-minute ideal relationship coaching call with Cindy. We normally charge $500 per session, so definitely worth it. You can also win user licenses to a couple of our favorite online marketing tools, thanks to our awesome contest partners. We will announce the winners on episode 11, so if you'd like to become a founding member of our Founders Connect Inner Circle or get some marketing or relationship coaching, head on over to foundersconnect.co forward slash win to enter now.
1: Welcome to Founders Connect podcast. We help lifestyle entrepreneurs to grow their business online and create a happier marriage.
0: Did you know that approximately 45% of marriages end up in divorce and 65% of all startups fail due to founder conflicts? Well, we're here to change that.
1: Each week we bring you an inspiring guest and practical tips to help you with business, relationships and sustainable living. Now let the fun begin! Welcome to Founders Connect Podcasts. I'm Cindy Pham.
0: and I'm Anthony Chan
1: So, what do you do when you feel like your roommates and not lovers, or when you feel like the spark is gone?
0: All right. So, in this episode, we're going to talk about the love languages and answer the question: Is your spouse's love tank full? Hmm. So, mm. so what are we talking about? when we say love tank
1: the five love language from dr chapman
0: and basically to give you an example of this love tank there's a quote that comes from dr ross campbell who's a psychiatrist who has treated hundreds of children and adolescents and he says inside every child is an emotional tank waiting to be filled with love when a child really feels loved he or she will develop normally but when the love tank is empty the child will misbehave. So much of the behavior of children is motivated by the cravings of an empty love, love tank. right? And this also we see applies to adults in relationships.
1: Yes, this adult. Well, I'll call him a kid anyway.
0: <laughs> All right. So if you consider for a moment and visualize that inside each one of us, there is this love tank, right? And you can give it a color, right? So what color is your love tank? Mine is red. Okay, so mine's blue. And if you fill up that love tank, like a battery, if you do not fill up your partner's love tank and your own, so that is important, and the love you have for yourself, then what will happen is you naturally feel unloved, Okay. And the five love languages is a tool which was developed by Dr. Gary Chapman uh, and a book. uh, Yeah. Which is based on his hundreds of conversations with married couples and, and marriage counseling where he discovered there's actually five key ways that we communicate with each other. And Cindy, what are those five different love languages?
1: Well, the five are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving goods, act of service, physical touch,
0: so apparently I'm a physical touch guy. Yeah, you are. Ah, There you go. See, you got his feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there is actually a great free test on the Five Love Languages website. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. And we both did that test a couple of times throughout our relationship. Mine
1: was always the same.
0: <laughs> and mine actually changed from when we were dating to when, after we got married. Uh, Interesting. Which is Cindy's fault. And uh, no, <laughs> no. But um, yeah. So it is possible. Well, apparently it's possible for your love language to change.
1: Yes, that's if you go through a major change.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, or well, maybe it's that you weren't that honest when you did the test the first time.
1: Oh, so that's true. This one.
0: <laughs> okay, so recap, Cindy. The five love languages are
1: word of affirmation, which means spoken words, encouraging words, compliments. Okay, good. Quality time, so running errands, taking trips,
0: doing stuff together, doing
1: stuff together. Yes, yes.
0: Okay.
1: Yes. Receiving gifts, that's very normal, right? Straightforward. Straightforward. That's yep. the word. Yes, I was looking for that.
0: Flowers, chocolate.
1: Flowers, chocolates, you know, gifts, gifts, gifts galore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Act of service, assisting with house chores, which. My
0: darling does very well. Okay, so this one is very, we are both very familiar with because our parents and probably your parents listening came from the time where you did things for your partner and for your family. And so my dad, for example, and I didn't realize until I actually started studying, I guess, the love languages was he would never, he's never, well, not until recently, but he never told me when I was growing up that he loved me with those words, Mm. right? which really sucked because words of affirmation is my number two love language. So I was always the type of kid who was looking for my parent to tell me, hey, son, I love you. And I never got that. So I always felt to some degree unloved, which wasn't true at all because mum and dad did love me. They just showed it through their way of doing it, which it was.
1: Their own love language.
0: Yes, which is acts of service. And what's the last one, Cindy?
1: The last one is physical touch. I'm sure a lot of guys resonate with that one, isn't it?
0: Well, I think a lot of girls resonate with that too. (laughs) Okay. So, and we're talking about, you know, not just sex, which is awesome, but hugs and pats and touches and sitting close to each other like we are now. And actually, one of my favorite things that Cindy does for me is just holding my hand. And I recently learned why because on our first date, I actually... (laughs) Reached out to hold Cindy's hand and she was resistant to it, but she did yeah,
1: it. Yeah, my God. This is how I hold the hand. And he was holding like this, squeezing it. Yeah. And it's like my resistance. Like, okay, okay, let go. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. But,
0: but something about that, because for you said like holding hand is important.
1: Yes, holding hand was very important to me. That's why I don't let anybody hold my hand, especially on the first few dates. So, I don't know how he got that, but he got the first date on. So, that's probably why he's my husband. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) There you go. I'm not advocating guys or girls (laughs) to go and grab everyone's hands because you do need to get permission, which I did on our date, you know. (laughs) All right. Um, Really? Yeah, but yes, we're going to get the point. And so... It's a date. Yeah.
1: So... Don't be too sleazy.
0: That's right. Okay. So hands, not anywhere else on the body parts. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So the love languages, again, coming back to our love tanks is a really a way for us to express to our partners, to our spouses, that we do indeed love them. Okay. And the key to it is, okay, where do people screw up with the love languages?
1: I say sometimes they're not honest with themselves and sometimes assume as well what they showing is what the other person needs as well mm. so because maybe the other person's love language is very different to them and that's why there's a misunderstanding there
0: yep so just as an example right so cindy is a quality time person that's her second n- second, is that a second? I think so. number one is actual service yeah. Okay. So actual service is number one. Yep. And so if you're, if say I'm, I'm a words person and I continually send her text messages and send her Facebook messages and tell her things, annoyed. right? So for her, Cindy's saying she'd get very annoyed because that's not the way she prefers to receive. That's not her love language. So she doesn't really hear it. But if I were to instead go and wash the dishes or go out and, you know, help her with her garden and water the plants every day, then that's actually satisfying. Her love language. Yes. Yeah, you wanna add something to that?
1: Well it's the same as you, isn't it, Anthony? So basically before I did this test, I really thought that I was a physical person. I needed a touch. But it was kind of surprising to me when I did this test that I was actually act of service. And it does make sense because I don't really like touch that much, but for me then I thought touch was the actual thing that I felt that was giving me some sort of affection. Mm. But yeah, so active service actually explains why I'm still not full in that sense. And when someone does something really nice for me, I feel that it's more valued. So yeah, it gives me a big lesson saying that you might think that you are this, but maybe trying new things out, testing new theories out, like, give you more insight
0: yeah so if you look back into your history because you're one of five six kids five kids five darling. kids there you go i'm not good at numbers obviously uh yeah. <laughs> right and you're the eldest child yes. Yes. right so can you remember times when your siblings were operating on their love languages and they weren't giving you access service or can you remember times when they did do access service for you and you felt like they were loving you as your siblings
1: I think that if I don't expect them to do it, something like a chore or something mm. and they do it for me and that's just a bliss basically. Is there any and, specific
0: moment you can remember um, like something your brother did or your sister did?
1: I think it's to do with my brother. So basically maybe one day I went home and then I wasn't feeling liking to cook, you know, I was walking home and was like, oh, I don't feel like cooking. Just wish there was some food there that I can, you know, just eat. And then uh, to my surprise my brother already cooked and he goes, Oh, you know, I cook for you because you've always done it for us. And that was like a really big moment for me. And it's like, oh, you know how nice is that. It is. Yeah, it's really filled my tank to the maximum in that day and you know yeah
0: so. and there you go so you've had the real experience of that
1: of course and
0: that's so i guess the point i'm trying to make here is that it's not only limited to your marriage but it actually applies to your family as well and also to your if you're building a business which a lot of you are in to your team right so we saw this we went to a workshop where this team we went to their workshop and on their wall was actually a list of the team members and each of their love languages so they yeah, actually had I,
1: we thought that was crazy that was Good. Right. So that way you, yeah.
0: they knew how to communicate and express reward and recognition and love to each other, mm. which I think is really powerful when you're building a culture within your organization, especially if it's a family type culture.
1: Yes, right? that's true.
0: So that's really awesome. Now, okay, we're talking about examples of what each of the love languages are. How can a listener actually practically apply each one of these things?
1: Well, for word of affirmations, you can compliments our baby. Yeah, good smell today.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: You look good today.
0: You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that one. There's also like
1: encouraging words. Mm-hmm. You can do it.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. And this is, doesn't have to be spoken, this could be through text, it could be leaving notes. So, something that I did in one of our last eight days was I actually wrote a little note and I stuck it in Cindy's sandwich.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was very nice. I felt that was a nice surprise and it made it the rest of my day really.
0: There you go, and so that's one way. Okay, how about quality time? How can we communicate quality time?
1: So basically, I think now with technology and all these devices, switch it off for that one day just to be present in the moment with your partner or loved one or a special one, and give them the undivided attention.
0: Eh? And that's huge because when we started in our relationship. Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> This was a regular point of unhappiness for Cindy and for me because... For me. Definitely for Cindy because I was starting the business. I'm very busy and my brain is with the business. And we had our date day, which we do every week. And I would show up and I'd be on my phone because I'm like messaging people.
1: Even if he's not on the phone, he's always looking at the phone. So that does count.
0: Yeah, And I've actually heard people doing this on their first dates which is a big turnoff, apparently, for a lot of
1: people. Definitely for me.
0: There you go. So that one's a huge one. Quality time, switch off the devices. And for us, we want to go out and go into nature. Like we go yep. to parks. We mm-hmm. go out, you know, when we're in Sydney, we go to Ball's Head Reserve, which is one of our favorite spots.
1: Yeah, isn't uh,
0: it? Yeah, we have a picnic. Cindy makes a nice triple deck sandwich and we sit there and watch Yum. the ocean. Yeah, beautiful. have the beautiful view. Yeah, and yes. a bit of bushwalking as well. Exactly. Okay. Did you know that financial intimacy can lead to better sexual intimacy with your significant other? Money is never just about dollars and cents. Money is wrapped up with emotions such as fear, insecurity, envy, and guilt, and attitudes such as control. So want to improve your financial intimacy? Grab our free guide at www.foundersconnect.co forward slash financial intimacy today. You are listening to the Founders Connect podcast, helping lifestyle entrepreneurs to grow their business online and create a happier marriage. Now back to the show. How about receiving gifts? So how do we communicate that? So
1: basically, you know, you can... Just private giving of the gifts to your loved oh, ones. Yeah, You know, like, hey, baby, come here. I had something special for you. <laughs> you something like that.
0: Yeah, the private is actually quite important because there's both. I think there's private giving. That's definitely for your spouse. And then if we're talking about for your team, public giving is actually works as well mm. because that way the whole team can see that you're Being appreciating appreciated, them. appreciated, yes. Yes, definitely if it's your wife or husband, private. So
1: I would say act of service was a good example of this, my darling.
0: Okay. So for you, if your partner is act of service, that's their language, then what you can do as a partner, you can actually ask them, well, oh, honey, what can I do for you? I have been getting to the habit of doing that actually. Yes. Right. Then, you know, you can say, well, I will stop and get you or do that thing for you. Or like today, I would say today I did this for you. And you actually let them know that it's been done.
1: communication of this is quite important
0: yes okay and how about physical touch how do we communicate physical touch
1: (laughs) well there's physical touch non-verbal communication way and there's actual physical touch just holding hands or you know the actual sexual intimacy stuff that you guys love
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: what else basic expressions
0: Yep. So that's yeah. Yep. So even just smiling and winking and like what Cindy's doing now, yeah, um, just
1: trying to like gaze into each other's eyes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which is here's an exercise for you. Try gazing into each other's eyes for like one minute. One minute, no talking, just and just looking. Just, just be present with each other and see or experience what that feels like. Okay. How about things that we can avoid with each of these love languages?
1: Well, for words of affirmation definitely no harsh words that you know if you have harsh words you should run to your corner and whisper it somewhere
0: yeah so you don't want to criticize your partner Mm -hmm. and if you look there's productive criticism and then there's destructive criticism right so you need to learn how to best approach those things and definitely don't want to be emotionally harsh like you're a bitch (laughs) That's not a good thing to call.
1: Oh, I'm sure I've heard a lot of that before. Maybe behind the scenes.
0: Not from me. Uh, oh, well, not from you. Okay. My
1: baby's perfect that way.
0: There you go. And you can avoid also undue criticism, which is basically unnecessary criticism, mm-hmm. right? Okay. How about quality time? What should we be avoiding?
1: Avoiding too much time with your pals, with work, with your business, with other groups. So what do you think is too much time?
0: Well, I think there's a ratio here. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> right? That's why I so the, so
0: the way I understand that or the way I approach it is I want to be spending more time with my wife than I would do with my friends. Like that's really what it's all about. And it's not to say don't hang out with friends. It's actually valuable. You have to. Wow. So I'm glad that you said that because it's very important for each individual within the relationship to have their own friends.
1: And spend time. Because that draws you back to yourself individual. Hmm. And I think that's very important. As a couple, you have a couple image, a couple feeling, but you also have an individuality that you yourself bring to the world.
0: Yeah. And a really good example of this is when my buddy Tam was having his Bucks night for his wedding. And Cindy encouraged me to go and be there for my best man. And that was really wonderful. And she was very supportive of me doing that. And that was just really, it's nice because then I had time to spend with my boys and then come back to her and share, you know, some, not everything, but some, some things course, course. about that. But I was much more happier because I had my time being with the boys.
1: And being a man.
0: Yeah. And doing things like rolling in mud, you know, what men do.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> but uh that's important. Okay. So spending too much time with friends or groups or networking events because we are business people. Yeah, um, definitely. That's right. You know, so set, set time for those things. Yeah. The other thing with quality time is just too much isolation. So if you're spending too much time apart, you know, that's not really quality time. And, you know, you want to allocate like we've done, we allocate time to be a couple, like no work, just us being us, you know, and talking about our dreams, our goals and how we're going and as a couple and how what things we can improve and, you know, really connect to each other.
1: Hmm, that's right,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Okay, how about receiving gifts? What are the things, if your partner is a receiving gifts person, what shouldn't you be doing? What What should you be avoiding?
1: You have to remember all the special dates that's special to them. That is very important.
0: <laughs> so don't forget the special dates. Put them in your calendar or whatever way you need to remember them.
1: Get a calendar, get a notification, etc, etc.
0: Yep. One thing around here is, Really understand what type of gifts they want, right? Because it's not about just buying things for the sake of buying things and giving it to them. So, you know, it's not about materialism specifically, it's actually about giving gifts of quality, right? So, practical
1: gifts, um, normally I think what a lot of people do nowadays, yeah, I know of
0: because that shows that you're thoughtful, it shows that you understand them. If you know that for them, they would prefer as a gift, just maybe the gift that they want is quality time. Maybe they want to have a nice picnic on the beach or something like that. Or a
1: trip to Hawaii.
0: A trip to Hawaii. um, That's that's a lot better than going and giving them an iPhone, right? So it's really understanding what works for them, right? There's a great episode of The Simpsons where Homer was buying a gift for Marge and he bought her, a, she wanted a bowling ball. Actually, I don't think she did, but he bought a bowling ball. The worst thing was he put his own name on it. He gave it to Marge. So you can imagine the reaction with that. But it's a great example of love language has gone wrong. Okay, so that's gifts. How about access of service? What should we be avoiding with access of services?
1: Well, I think I should ask you this, hey? Okay, sure. Cool. So what should we... Avoid. What <laughs> should you
0: avoid? Okay, so I should be seeing as you're the actual service person. Yeah, for me, so I need to avoid forgetting any promises that I give to you. I know a big one that I am working on is if I'm running late to an appointment with you is to send a notification or message you or call you and let you know that's mm-hmm. happening. And also to avoid tying to that is overcommitment of tasks. So too much going on in my mind, then I forget, you know, to do the things that I need to be doing for my partner, so you don't want to overcommit on tasks, which means that you fail on doing the acts of service, and you definitely don't want to ignore things like if your partner says, "Hey, honey, can you take out the trash?" and you say later, and then you don't do it.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: All right. So you want to understand there are these yeah these little they might sound like little and ridiculous requests, but if they are an acts of service person and you don't do those things,
1: it's very. Yeah. detrimental
0: yeah it can become a huge thing okay so yes, uh, alright so now my turn to ask you my lover
1: <laughs> love my love
0: my love my okay alright physical okay. touch alright so what shouldn't you be doing
1: abusing yeah physically yeah okay that's one thing so make sure that you know you do it out of love and not abuse anyway sweats mhm so you cannot threaten them yeah, mm-hmm. why not, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Neglect.
0: Neglect, excuse me, which means what?
1: Basically, attend to your needs in regards to that special, like, hold hands, mm-hmm. you know, just to say that I'm here for you. The simple thing, you can even put uh, your hand on the shoulder, Yes. hold your hands, you know, this way. Like
0: that, hold your hands. You know,
1: Oh, not hold your hands, hold his hands. (laughs) Sorry, hold his hands.
0: This is actually a good one. For example, something that we've been practicing is when we are angry.
1: Oh, yes. I told him when I'm angry, just hug me. And I asked him when he's angry, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And what do I do today, remember?
0: You hold my hands. Exactly. Okay, and that's something that, works really well when you understand each other and you clarify how does the other person want to proceed in a moment of anger or upset okay and then if you can remember that i know it's hard when you're emotional okay but that's something it's why it's called a practice so we remind each other of that and we've definitely improved haven't we
1: of course
0: (laughs) all right so that's the five love languages we've gone through just quick recap all right they are
1: words of affirmation number two Number two is quality time. Number three. Receiving gifts. Number four. Act on service.
0: Number five.
1: Physical touch.
0: Okay, so they're five. They're not in the order of priority, by the way. They're just the way we read them out. So you've got to work out what's your specific love language and your partner can work out their specific love language. And we actually did it together. So do the test together and then you share each other's result and go through it, which is quite fun. Yeah, fine. it's
1: just right there and then and it's like, yep. I thought it was that, yeah, nah. What, really? <laughs> you know, all those reactions.
0: So it becomes a bit of a game, actually. The way you can do it is you can, like, go through each question and ask your partner, what do you think I am in terms of answering each one of those things? Yeah. No. <laughs> well,
1: Sorry. I think I just did a test, right then, then we with do.
0: There you go. All right, so we'll share you the link to the test in the show notes. Make sure you grab those, and we'll also share this visual graphic that we've putting on a screen here for those watching the video. That will be there as well so you can see what are the actions, what are the communications, how you communicate it and what things you should be avoiding. All right, so that's the five love languages. Now we've got a special gift for you.
1: Want to improve your communication with your partner? Check out our new guide. It's called Argue Less,
0: Love More.
1: 10 Exercises for Better Couple Communication.
0: Just head over to foundersconnect.co forward slash communicate to download it now for free. That's foundersconnect.co forward slash communicate. In our next episode, we'll discuss how to grow your audience using online contests with John Sherwood of gleam.io.
1: And remember to live passionately, purposefully, and confidently. Till next time. Ciao!